Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Apps. Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. This is a podcast where we discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out. This is Chapter 13, I Choose Life. I'm Phil Willis, and this is the master savior of lives himself, Mr. Apps. How's it going? I noticed that I am usually the one carding when we're playing Monster Hunter. He's saving his own. We we have a really, really great story to share with you guys as to how this this episode uh, title came about. Just so freaking funny. So freaking funny. Uh, oh my gosh! So much, so much is going on in the world of Monster Hunter, right? I mean, we 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 just we just still got a ton of content that you and I haven't even. I feel like with Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimate, you and I spent some time on that yesterday, yeah. and and according to my Switch clock, I've spent a hundred hours, a <laughs> <laughs> hundred hours in the game, and and oh we God. we just broke into high rank in multiplayer. I'm still low rank in single player. I just got the urgent quest for five star for the five star to get to six star. Uh, and that's that's not even high rank, yet. and that's not even high rank yet. Yeah, no. uh, and uh. and we did like one arena battle real quick just to see what that was like because we haven't even we haven't fired around with the two play arenas. Then uh. there's all the special quests they have. Then there's these. I uh, like every time I turn around, there's like some new token or some new new doodad that leads to something I haven't even touched in the game. Yeah, well, I think a great way to just point out how much con- freaking content there is in a generation it is you were telling me about this cool sword and shield so i was looking at it today trying to figure out how to build it and then you know you were looking at the trees today and, and i completely forget that some of the weapons you can't like just get the materials and build you have to start with some other weapon to build up there so there's like there's way more weapons than i thought there was in the damn game. <laughs> there's so many weapons so so many and and you know with 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 iceborne uh there is this big huge tree thing that you can pull up at any time and there's definitely been a couple of times where i've looked at the tree and realized oh i've got to go back and build this lower lower rank weapon and i'm missing i might be missing some pookie pookie parts or whatever i got to go farm those up at low rank uh to get it up there like some weapons you can start right off you know, with the right parts, you can start right off as a master rank weapon, and then other ones you got to build up and go through the tree to get there. Uh, but and it shows it. But with Generations Ultimate, <laughs> it, gives, <laughs> it gives you a middle finger. It tells you to look that shit up online. Man, so. that, that is one game where I wished there was like an actual, like you know, one of those old Prime, Prima guides that you could have like next to you at all times and like get a nice printed out like tree of all the different weapons. Then, you know, not that it's that hard to look look stuff up online. It's just it'd be a lot easier just to like have it. There. You know, it's a, that that there is a, a website that I had found that did exactly what you said. It, it shows it shows all the weapons in a tree format, but it's so big just for just one weapon, just for insect glaive. So oh big God. that trying to look at it on my cell phone or tablet was an exercise in frustration. <laughs> I, I kid you not. So yeah, yeah. 
No, it, it's insane. So, so we, yeah, we were talking about, let's just throw, uh, since I got that webpage uh, pulled up here, uh, in order to create, it's called the Princess uh, Rapier. And I like it because it, it does poison, and there's a lot of monsters that are weak to poison. Uh, and it's a faster weapon, which means it's going to uh, apply fast. Generally speaking, elemental type of damages are better with faster weapons. So it's a, it's a good synergy there. But uh, we f- we found out that you can't even begin to make the the princess rapier until you have first created a soldier's dagger and leveled it up to two. It's a soldier's dagger two, uh, and then from there you can you can build either the princess rapier or your probably another weapon you should be looking up the kezu razor. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> nothing says I love you to a monster and then smacking him around with a kezu. Um, <laughs> Now, I if... was look, I was look, I was just gonna say I was, was looking at some cool weapons, but they were from that stupid two-headed bone dragon we were fighting last night that put me to sleep. Oh no, <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about it. don't don't don't, don't, okay. don't yeah okay. yeah no he's on the docket. But then uh, but then if you took your so you, at that point you could jump to the princess rapier though if you if you level up your soldier's dagger another level you can instead go off uh, into another tree for the usurper's firebolt. Or you can continue to upgrade your soldier's dagger uh, to level five, at which point you can then upgrade it to a commander's dagger. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of different ways you can you can kind of build these up. But uh, I went with princess dagger, which eventually becomes a queen's uh, a queen. Or I'm sorry, princess rapier, which becomes the queen rapier at high end once you've killed some hyper rathians uh, and gold rathians. That which that just sounds horrible. Um, nice. Yeah. But yeah, 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 crazy. Yeah. The depth and the, the just insane. So instead, I made a sword and shield that looks like a flower that does blast damage. Well, there you go. I, and you, it, it's I, the first time I've used sword and shield since, I think, um, uh, Monster Hunter Freedom. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, well, and uh, yep, yeah, it's, it, you know, blast is a really cool element, I think, because in a way, it's very much like poison. Uh, you build up the status on the monster as you hit him repeatedly with a fast weapon, and once it hits a certain amount based on his resistance, it triggers with poison, it triggers the poison effect, which is damage over time. With blast, of course, it just pretty much takes effect, and you're, you're getting to the same it game. Um, so, uh, no, blast is, a, blast is a pretty cool one. So... Uh, now I don't even think too many monsters are resistant to blaster. So yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So live, lots of lots of lots of crazy depth there. But oh my gosh, we we've got we've got monsters to talk about. Mike and I are gonna take you through what it means to choose life. <laughs> we've got we've got probably the worst monster hunter boss ever on the docket. Uh, and we have Iceborne news, your questions, and so much more, so much to do. So we're going to go ahead and hit the little pause button with a little transition music, and we'll be right back. Uh, somewhere along the way, 
I lost track of the names of the segments and made a typo in my notes and just carry that typo for several shows. This segment where Mike and I basically talk about what we've done for the last, you know, week or two or since the last show is really supposed to be called the Assigned Quest. So I'm going back to calling it what it was supposed to be called. Uh, this is the Assigned Quest where Mike and I talk about what we've done in Monster Hunter games. Uh, and, and we've done stuff together and we've done, done stuff separate. So I'll start off with you, Mike. Have you done anything solo uh, lately yeah. that, that that's, you've got a burning passion to share with the world? Sure. So I have been working on Generations Ultimate, trying to get to high rank in single player, uh, which I was hoping would be after five stars. It is not. Uh, but I did I did clear out five, well, not clear out, but got the urgent for five star, moved up to six stars, started working on some of those. And... I, I don't remember if I actually like sent this message to you or not, but my first reaction to seeing the list of it was, wow, this is like a who's who of the most annoying monsters in Monster Hunter. Just seeing the list of six-star quests, because it's like Brachidios, Glavinus, uh, well, Glavinus was the urgent, um, uh, the, the water thing, I forget its name. It's just... All tough, annoying battles, but yeah, it's gonna make you fight uh, two of those maestro bluebirds. That uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be the, some variant with black fur that has three times the health. Uh, there is a Kieran quest in six star, but I don't think it's required. Yeah, it's still it's there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after that, finally up to high rank, which I've kind of. I've got a decent set of like low rank armor. I'm trying to just have that carry me through till I can just get like a base high armor set. And it's been a bit iffy at times, but I think it's gonna it's gonna do. I've only I've only actually failed one quest so far, and that was my first try at Brachydios. But He's so second cute. time second time took him out. Well, it was also quite tough because that. That thing does not mess around. <laughs> no, no, Bracadillas just wants to rip you a new one. I just yeah. bought him in Monster Hunter, uh, well, both in Iceborne, and then a couple of days later, ironically, in Monster Hunter 4, he came up. Yeah, he's quite brutal, but yeah, that's that's been my time with Generations. Uh, I've tweeted out uh, videos of me beating some monsters, because they it always seems to be like a cool hit to finish him off, so I like to capture those pretty fun mm-hmm. um a little behind in iceborne um it's mostly because i'm gonna call this like the fall apocalypse of game releases there have been an absurd number of games that have come out recently like uh destiny 2 got a huge expansion uh ghostbusters remastered uh witcher 3 and the switch which is my first time playing witcher 3 the list goes on uh so forget the last thing i fought in so we played Iceborne the other day. I forget what we fought, but I'm going to spend some time this week getting caught up in Iceborne. Um, four, uh, I've kind of been playing four rarely, but just trying to kind of recapture my bearings. I haven't played a lot of four, so just figuring out what like armor I want to build, what weapons I want to build. Because there's I, the high rank and the high rank single player in four is pretty expansive, so still deciding where i even want to go with that before i start grinding stuff still playing uh stories on occasion which is um 
as I'm sure people have heard me mention before, if you're looking for a light Pokemon-ish game with Monster Hunter Monsters, it's I cannot recommend that game enough. It's breezy, easy to play, not as like grindy as a regular Monster Hunter is. It's just it's a very stress-free game to play. So, well, what's yeah, what's that's... not to like? You get to ride a kezu, right? Isn't that what every oh, everybody's God. dream is? Yeah. To, to to just 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 uh, yeah no. So um, and on my side, uh, I've been spending some time with Icebore, not getting too far ahead. More, I, you know, spending time with other people, helping to get them up. And 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 when I am by myself, I'm usually trying to to get something for myself. Like, so I'm the kind of Monster Hunter player. That I that that I like to grind up some of the other armors and weapons rather than mm. just keep pushing forward really quickly to see how high I can get before it really starts kicking me in the teeth. I like having various uh, tools at my disposal, so it's not unusual. The Princess Ruby Beer is a great example of like, yeah, I could be focusing more on knocking out those uh, those six star quests, but hey, I, I don't need this, but I want it. <laughs> and uh, it just caught my eye that uh, that I could build into this poison rapier, and and then and then I realized, oh, to get up to level two, I just need some of these parts. Oh, to get it up to level three, I just need some of those parts. Uh, and if those parts are attainable from where I'm at in the game, even if I have to go back and hunt some older monsters, I'll, I'll go and do that, and it'll suck up time, uh, and and I don't get uh, too far too quickly. But I am prepared because of all these different leveled up weapons and armor. I am generally prepared when a friend's like, hey, let's go take on this. I, I probably have got a weapon that'll do the job uh, that's leveled up decently. But um, uh, And that's kind of the cool thing about Monster High. I was just talking about another friend with this because he's like, well, I feel like I'm so late to the party if I jump into uh, Iceborne because I start at the beginning and it's going to take me so long to get up to where you guys are at. And I'm like, well, if you just want to be up in the Iceborne territory where we're at, I can tell you exactly... You know, you're going to go through the story, but I can tell you exactly what few armor sets you need to get through. Like, you're going to want to stop when you hit Anjaneth and, and farm him a couple of times. And then you're going to, you know, get a Rathalos set. And that Rathalos set will carry you through low rank. Like, I can give you a roadmap. Uh, some people are just so good at these games. There's people who yeah. there's people who beat these these bigger bosses in high rank with, with, with no armor. <laughs> and and they, make, they make live streams out of them and make money. Which I never will. Make. Yeah, no. Uh, anywho, so 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 yeah, I've been just working on those uh, in Iceborne and stuff. But I've been playing with my with my brothers uh, from Indonesia, and they uh, they were hunting uh, Barioth and Tigrex, and you know, master rank Iceborne Barioth and Tigrex are very mm. very painful, aren't they, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. They just Barioth. Wanna, yeah. They just want to. They, they're both very similar in, in in how they look. In fact, I think half of Iceborn is maybe not half. I'm exaggerating, but a good chunk of Iceborn are these jumpy, uh, you know, like Nurkakuga, Berioth, Tigrex. They're all these very fast, jumpy, jumpy monsters. And so I had to get my brother. We we ended up failing a mission because I was also playing with a friend and we carded three times. So uh, yeah, kind of rough. But I I had to tell him, look, guys. You know, I know you want to play with your bow. I know you want to play with your your dual daggers. Uh, and hey, you know, I love my insect glaive, right? But let's all trade these in for lances, gut lances, sword and shield, yep. charge blades, something with a shield. Let him come to us. And it worked great. I think we still had a cart, but we got through them no problem. And 
that that's one of the really cool things about uh, Monster Hunter, in my opinion, is if you don't have uh, Dark Souls-like reflexes, uh, just changing up your strategy and what you bring to the to the hunt can make a huge difference in your success. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then and then I spent some time yesterday playing with this gentleman named Michael Apps, <laughs> and and <laughs> oh well, let's see. I, at first, we hunted our good friend. I want to call him Sergios. I don't know why, because that's not his name. It's uh, yeah, it's it, there's an extra. There's an extra E in there, so it's like Sir Sir Sergios Sir G- yeah, I have Ser- no idea. I'm gonna guess it's Sergios. Flame Tigrex. Yeah, flaming Flamey Tigrex. Sergios, which I'm pretty sure in Latin means your death. I'm just <laughs> no. that's <laughs> choose life. Choose life. <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, he's another one of these monsters that really looks very similar to Tigrex and Barioth. He's uh, he's a four-legged creature with t- tails and ta- or talons and nails and big fangs, and he's very very jumpy, isn't he, Mike? Oh yes. And the best part of all is like in Monster Hunter in the later games, uh, they were they added the mechanic. I think it was with four where you can mount the monsters. Uh, but, but, but it, I never knew in Monster Hunter Generations, they developed this mechanic further to where the monster mounts you. <laughs> Just, oh. I can't tell you how many times we were playing together and I'm like, what is that monster just doing over there? It looks like he's picking something out of the ground. Oh, that's Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty brutal. And he finishes off by just chucking you, just like chucking you away. Yeah. Yeah, he just okay. Yeah, no, it was it was it was horrible and it was painful in so many different ways. And so I think we had uh, we had a card or two in there, and then and then we were going. They were both me, by the way. I just yeah (laughs) don't don't remember. But I what I do remember is we the pressure was on. We were trying to be very careful not die again and get him knocked out and get him taken care of so we wouldn't have to repeat him and. And I saw he had done one of his little things where he jumps all the way across the screen to land squarely on you. I don't know what you did to piss him off. I don't know. But he was bound and determined to just mount you as often as possible. And and your life bar went way down and then you were finally <laughs> able to get up. And you ran, you were running away. You're like, I choose life. I choose life. And cra- had me crack it up. But that didn't stop him from jumping again. <laughs> You're like, hmm, other words I can't say on the air. You know, you know, because he just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give you a break. He was totally ignoring me. I'm the one with the bigger weapon that was kicking his ass. He didn't care. I just, I don't know what you did to piss him off. But it, I, I, it wasn't doing damage because I was not doing a ton of damage. Yeah. I, I was having a lot of trouble hitting him with the bow because he was just always like slightly up a hill and my arrow shots weren't hitting him. It mm. was it was rough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no. So that was that was rough. That was rough. But we did got through it and we had a very satisfying victory out of that. And then the next thing we got to fight was one of my favorite monsters in Monster Hunter games, and that's a uh, Gormagala. I love myself some Gormagala. Uh, he is, he, I, I don't know, would you say he's a boss or a flagship or whatever, Monster Hunter 4? What, what exactly would he be? 
Um, the signature monster. Signature monster. Totally. Yeah, just a badass black dragon with a really cool, unique status effect uh, that he afflicts on you. Uh, that starts basically this build up. Uh, that a separate meter comes up, and you've got to inflict so much damage on him uh, before that meter goes to capacity. If you do not, you get hit with a really nasty debuff. I think it's something like negative 25% affinity and something else. Maybe your elemental attacks don't hit or something. Uh, but but if you can do a lot of damage, uh, instead of getting a debuff, you will get uh, a big buff. You'll get plus 25 uh, affinity. And and you can use a Nullberry to kind of slow down the timer, reset, uh, bring it back a little bit. But it's going to end one way or the other. You're going to end up with a buff or a debuff. So uh, it's pretty cool because it, it, it adds, uh, you know, to the fight as you got to manage that uh, when you've got that status on you. And, and it forces you to be more offensive to a monster who tends to punish you for being too offensive. Uh, just love him. He looks wicked. Just kind of, you got to look it up online. Just look up Gormagala Monster Hunter. This monster design is so cool that... Uh, it's almost like a cross between like a, uh, a, a what is it called? A ENT, a snake person and a yeah. dragon. The way his body is structured, the way he walks on the ground, he sleeks. He's almost like human on all fours, but he's serpent. Uh, but of course he's got the big wings and claws like a dragon. It's just badass. And it's so cool that I actually bought a miniature, a three inch miniature that I use in my D and D games. And, and I've, I've essentially created Gormagala in Dungeon Dragons because I, I basically converted those mechanics that he has in Monster Hunter to turn-based nice. counterparts. Yeah, but we had a really good time with that, right? We didn't, we didn't really have a hard time with him at all. No, I think uh, kind of just know his tells at this point mm. because the one of the great things about uh, Monster Hunter 4 as far as like the story goes is that it's not just like the signature monster, like something you fight a few times or something. It's a main element of the story, and you do like partial fights of it throughout the game. So you really get a good handle for it by the time you reach the end of the story. So mm. uh, it's just fun to fight, even if it's even if you know it by heart and it's easy. It's it's still just a fun monster to fight because it looks so damn cool and he makes some wicked looking armor too yeah oh uh, yeah or you make the wicked looking armor out of him so uh he's fun to farm he's fun to get the full set on uh, i think i made his gunner set in monster hunter 4 and when i get to him in single player i'll definitely uh be farming that yeah i'm in uh four i made the uh insect glaive from him which was just sick mm-hmm mm. Like, it looks like two giant double blades, and it's got, like, that purplish glow that he has when he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Mm. And, yeah, and that weapon is actually in Generations as well, so I mean... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. It's it's huge. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> like, you know that's coming to hurt you. Yeah. I and like it's the, that. It's the, uh, the dragon uh, element, which is good against lots of stuff, so... Hmm. It's very good. Yeah, well, that that looks wicked. I might have to farm me up a set. So, uh, yeah, no, that's really neat. And what? And then, then we, we we were like, let let's just do let's let's just do <laughs> one 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 more big monster, right? With well, just one more, just just uh, the urgent quest. Because at that point, the urgent quest for multiplayer uh, hunter rank three uh, to get up to four, which is high rank, came up. 
Yeah. Oh wait, we did uh we did a Rathian and a Rathalos before that, but that was easy. Yeah, yeah, that, that those weren't a problem. Yeah, but we then, know those very well at, at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So we did that real quick, and 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 I got two out of the four that I needed to up the uh, four Rathi whatever pieces I need to upgrade my princess doodad. So today, before we got on the podcast, I'm like, I'm gonna get those last couple. Oh, I have to beat them as one more time, right? So I did a quest. I think I did like a did I do the single player quest? I only got one more piece. F me, F my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no big deal, you know. But uh, so I'm like going to do it again. But I decided, you know what? Let me do the arena. You could do arenas by yourself. I mean, it's just going to be a little bit harder because you're by yourself. But but what the hey, right? What oh could my! What could what could possibly go wrong? Let me tell you something, boys and girls. Rathalos is a pain in the keister when you don't have your palico. You don't have your friends. All it is is just you and him and his claws. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't it was just like if I needed to get away to sharpen my weapon if I needed to get away to take away the poison that he inflicted me with just to tur- you know roll through the burning whatever it was that required time he wasn't going to give that to me oh, no. he just wasn't going to give that to me that is so hard to do <laughs> like every time I sharpen a weapon he's going to throw a fireball at me or he's going to do a charge at me and it seemed to always just take just enough time to, 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 to make me get hit if I need to drink a potion He's going to take half of that damage I healed right back because while I'm flexing, he's going to kick my ass. So, yeah, that was not fun. Then I decided to do the – because we had done – we we hadn't done the three-star Rathalos. So I did decide to do three-star Rathalos and uh, multiplayer, which doing that single player, uh, I, I can confirm they get a lot more hit points. And that wasn't quite as bad because I had my palicos and boy, those distractions help. But yeah, it, taking 30 minutes to beat him because he has a larger life pool kind of sucks. So <laughs> that's not something I'd want to make a regular habit out of is playing the, um, you know, the multiplayer uh, missions, single player. Uh, the palicos don't quite make up for the lack of the other person. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, back to us. So then we, then we, we took on Nakarkos. Hold on, hold on, I gotta go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys have never fought Nakarkos before, let me give you... So, the visual starts off, the cutscene starts off as it's this two-headed dragon that's made completely of bone. That that sounds badass, doesn't it? It sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. But imagine if instead of the body of a dragon, we gave him the body of a snail. And then we had him move around and act like one. A snail with two heads. A snail with two heads that's going through, theoretically going through a sea of bones. But the problem is, because this is originally designed with a 3DS in mind, and they can't do a whole lot of polygons here, it's really just flat earth that is textured in bones. So it really just looks like he's clipping through dirt. Yeah. It looks stupid. And every time his head would fall down, it would, like, go halfway through, and it just... It, it would have been so much better if this was a sand monster and he was landing in sand. That that would at least make a little bit more sense. But this this whole bone thing just wasn't wasn't doing it. But, yeah, he was... He was just he was just slow and awkward. Uh, there was some ballista there to help you out. You can shoot those at him. But, of course, while you're on the ballista, you're wide open to him eventually shooting you through one of his massive laser beams. The funniest moment was 
uh, I, I had noticed at one point he got a, one of his heads turned into a, like a Bracadillo's head because it was covered in green slime. And then, <laughs> and then you were like, and then you were like, oh, Phil, he's turned into Glavinus now. And I'm like, what? And I missed it. But then a couple of minutes later, he did it again. And sure enough, one of his heads looked like Bracadillo's and the other head looked like Glavinus. <laughs> so th- I gave him credit for, for that. That was kind of cool. Um, but it's a very slow, it just feels like when it, it, Monster Hunter doesn't do really great with these really big, slow monsters, right? No, because there's really not much for you to do other than wail at it and maybe dodge an attack or two, but eh, not yeah. really. Yeah, it just, it doesn't inspire Gormagal is so much better as yeah. a, as a boss. Uh, so yeah, it just, it just. Yeah, it just reminds me of that boss in uh, Monster Hunter 3, which is a giant monster you fight underwater. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not fun. Not fun. Uh, and, and then and then just to wrap up the, the night, because I was like, we need to do an arena. Just one arena, right? Oh, like, what? Like just just what? right before we go to bed, let's just do a quick arena. And because and, I wanted to see what the arena was like. And, 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 and we got Malfesto. The, the bird, right? Ugh. Marfesto, whatever his name is. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. But it's the big blue bird that does 800... Uh, Malfesto. Malfestio. That does 812 different status effects. He puts you it's to so sleep. so annoying. Oh, yeah. He puts you to sleep. He confuses you. He, he of course, he's going to knock you over uh, with this, you know, he's got the sonic scream. It just, it never stops. It just... It, I love the creature itself. It's beautifully designed. It's different from other monsters. I love the way it acts. Like you know, I have, a, I have a love bird, and and in so many ways they got those mannerisms down so good. But dang, never the status effects just Ugh. just wrong, wrong. Uh, so and and I think we must have carded like seven times on that one. And, and yeah, thankfully we, you get like nine carts. Yeah, yeah, on the arenas because we were. Uh, yeah. Well, I know I was swearing out. So <laughs> stupid, not fast. Yeah. Did we fight that thing in Monster Hunter Four? I feel like we fought it before, but I don't remember actually doing it in Generations. Let's see here. Do you, uh, Malfestio Monster Hunter Generations Generations Generations. It uh, I don't four. Okay. Uh, it was introduced, a bird wyvern introduced in Monster Hunter Generations. Oh, there you go. You know, maybe we played it in the 3DS version of Generations. Maybe that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. But, 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 but I know what I'm looking forward to is Nightcloak Malfestio. <laughs> and let's not forget Hidden Haze Malfestio. <laughs> what? There's two? I'm just reading the wiki. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's accurate. <laughs> uh, there's, there's more bird pain. I, I just fought Nightshade uh, Palomao in uh, Iceborne, which is as close as I think you're probably going to get. It's a bird with status effects, but it, it basically just puts you to sleep. That's it. So as long as you've gemmed up for anti-sleep, you're fine. You know, and it's 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 an okay battle. But yeah, no, Mal- Malfestio... Man, Mal means bad, and he is really much a bad, bad bird. 
But we had a good time. Overall, we had a good time. We did, absolutely. We did. We did. So we're going to have to do some more of that later. Uh, but we're uh, we're uh, we're running out of time in this segment, so we're going to give you a little transition. We'll be right back with our next investigation. Hold on tight. Welcome back. This is the investigation where we take a monster and we go into deep, deep detail today. And today we are talking about one of Mike's favorite monsters. He's just, you know, because I know Mike, Mike, you like hamburgers, right? Who doesn't? Right. And, 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 and I bet you like your condiments on your hamburgers, don't you? Sure. Yeah. You put some ketchup on there. Uh, yeah. Mustard. Ketchup. Mustard, yeah. little mayo. Little mayo. Anything else? Uh, no, that's about it, usually. How about some pickles? No, I don't like pickles. No pickles? You sure? Because yeah. I heard you like Devil Joe, the walking pickle. <laughs> you were wondering where that transition was going, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Devil... Yeah, I guess he does kind of look like a pickle. He does. He is called Pickle. Uh, a lot of people call him Pickle. Uh, Devil Joe is a brute a wyvern. Uh, and and he was added as a free update. He's actually the last monster uh, that we're covering in the base game of Monster Hunter in these investigation segments. So if y'all are keeping up with the uh, with the podcast, we started way back off on the first one. Uh, I think talking about it's um, Anjaneth probably, uh, and we pretty much just covered the big the big monsters. The little, little not not to say Pookie Pookie isn't a big monster, but let's let's be honest, you. You can sneeze on Pookie Pookie and beat him. <laughs> you don't need strategy and tips to deal with him. Uh, but we've been focused on the tough mom. So uh, we, we've already been through all the we've been through all the Elder Dragons and and we're doing Devil Joe. Uh, we've been through Basil Geese, uh, Nurjagante, all of those. We're saving Devil Joe for last because he was added after the game was released as uh, as free DLC. So uh, and he is he is a well known uh, creature that goes that goes back. Uh, I don't quite see it on here, but I want to say he probably goes... I'll find out how far back he goes. It's pro- it's, you saw him in Monster Hunter 3, right? Or before? Did you see him like in Freedom or anything? Uh, I don't think I ever played him in Freedom. I think 3 the first time. 3 Ultimate. Okay. I'll find out, for a, fa- I'll find out for a fact. But, it, but the whole point is he, he definitely goes back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, he is uh, he is a vicious vicious group. Oh, he was introduced in Monster Hunter Three. There you go. So there you go. Uh, and and he loves to invade. Uh, and we often say that that Basil Geese is the Devil Joe of Monster Hunter World because you'll be sitting there killing your monsters. If you remember when we talked about Basil Geese, we talked about all of a sudden you would just hear that music kick in and suddenly he's bombing you from above, B fifty two style. Uh, Devil Joe likes to just show up, barge in, tear apart anything that's moving, including you or the other monster. Uh, just doesn't matter, but he was, he was just very, very invasive, uh, and, and just, and very aggressive, immediately hostile, uh, and, and just loves to tear you apart. So, uh, he, he, he is, he is very brutal. He attacks anything. He does have unique turf wars with Diablos and Basil Geese. Uh, and uh, Legiana and Rathalos, so it's kind of fun watching him get in there. He likes to swing around smaller monsters like a weapon. I remember seeing him grab, I want to say it was Anjaneth by the throw. Anjaneth, who's already like an apex predator, and just grabs him and just tosses him like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. Smacks another monster with. It's just, it's just insane. Um, 
it, well, and it's saying uh, like a Gordragus or whatever. Um, uh, and it says here, if he, this is an interesting factoid, if the monsters like Great Jagras, Kuluku, you know, Tzizi, Yaku, uh, Toby Kodachi, whatever, if these monsters are low on health and he kills them with the throw animation, he then proceeds to eat them. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so yeah, yeah. He can be a valuable, uh, you know, creature to have, quote unquote, on your side. And by on your side, I mean you're far away when he's tackling the monster maybe you were going after uh that that's about as close as you'll get to uh, a, co- a cooperation with him. but uh yeah no he'll he'll even eat from the corpses of slain large monsters if you left them lying around be interesting to see what happens if you capture a monster just left it there in the trap I'm not sure how that would work interesting uh but he will he will invade your six star and seven star quests and high rank expeditions once you've completed uh the appropriate quest in the main story uh, you'll get a prompt saying the Devil Joe is found somewhere in the world, and uh, you can go and hunt him down. But uh, he will show up and make your life uh, miserable. Uh, once you once you have done uh, the Devil Joe hunt in the ancient forest, you'll be able to acquire the dragonproof mantle from the shop, uh, which of course increases your dragon resistance. But uh, let's talk about Devil Joe. So Devil Joe is a weak to thunder. And the dragon element himself, even though he breathes it out, you wouldn't think it. That's kind of his main offense, but uh, he deals dragon and dragon blight damage, but uh, but he's actually weak to it himself. He's kind of weak to fire, water, uh, poison, sleep, paralysis, blast, and stun, and he's strong to ice. Uh, his weak points are his head, which good luck hitting that because it's always way up in the air, his belly, and his tail. Um, and he can, he can not only hit you with some dragon blight, uh, but, uh, which he just breathes in this wide arc that's very difficult to dodge, but, um, he can, he can hit you with defense down, uh, when he, when, um, when he smacks you around with another monster, that will usually give you defense down, or if he grabs you in his mouth, basically it's his slobber, I think, that does it. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, he can flick different status elements when he throws rocks from the terrain like fire blight from the lava t- terrain ice blight and icy terrain um and the such so so yeah yeah no and and what makes him what but all this stuff the the defense town the dragon blight we talk about the elemental things that isn't even what makes him dangerous no what makes him dangerous just how freaking savage he is <laughs> he you wouldn't think it i mean you look at him i mean take a look at his pictures they call him pickle because he looks like a pickle with legs he's got little tiny arms in the front he isn't using those he, he i can't even tell where his eyes are he's just a big mouth up there but, but he just he, he just he's so vicious and he throws his body around as a battering ram and you 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 don't get a lot of tell on it he's he's, he's very intimidating when he shows up too because it plays like this intense music and it just gives does not leave you with a feeling of confidence <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's 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 horrible um he had, one time a friend of mine hit him with a with a pitfall trap and so he's down in the pitfall trap and you're thinking okay let's go whale on him boys no no <laughs> just, just, no devil joe is such a badass that even when he's in a trap, he's still incredibly dangerous. So he <laughs> swings his head around because his whole body's a weapon, damaging. Just whacked us all to the side like we were just little toys. <laughs> You're gonna want to get him when when he's 
uh, exhausted. And, and one thing I have found out lately in Iceborne, and you think after playing for hundreds of hours, I would have already known this, is the traps, the flash grenades, whatever they're called, a lot of those those things that you use to affect monsters work a lot better when they're exhausted. You get so much more. You know, my friend and I were farming up some... Um, it might have been uh, Bracadillos, but... Um, uh, I like to bring flash and I'll use them sometimes to throw the monsters off, especially if they fly around. But um, no, it was Tigrex. It was when we were fighting Tigrex. When Tigrex w- would retreat and run away, I would try to throw a flash in front of it. And that would stop him enough so we could get a few more hits in. But I noticed that when, you know, sometimes he'll be running away because he's exhausting. He's looking for food. And when I did that, we we wailed on him for a solid, I don't know, felt like a, forever, a minute, minute and a half. It's just a free for all. So yeah, yeah. Save your traps and your 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 stunning stuff for when they're uh, showing signs of exhaustion out of it. But anyways, Devil Joe, yeah, just incredibly, incredibly vicious, and he will punish you if you are too oh, offensive. Yes. He will just is he that brutal in in Monster Hunter Three? I think he was. Remembering back, I mean, I was uh, Gunlance mm-hmm. pretty much. 24-7 in Monster Hunter 3. So I think uh, just like taking a careful de- defensive approach like I did with that weapon, it wasn't too bad, but it was a lot, a lot of blocking. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he hits hard. So uh, if, if you're using something without a shield um, and you're not the best at dodging, you're going to have some trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. a pretty decent Insect Glaive player on Iceborne and or Monster Hunter World, and no. It's just no, no. <laughs> yeah, I switched to a shield. Just he is just. Uh, so yeah, be be ready for for Devil Joe and. Uh, but he does make some really cool armors and weapons uh, in Monster Hunter World, uh, especially. I, I don't know about the older games, but I remember creating a couple of really badass looking weapons. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, worst case, at least for Monster Hunter World, you can just you can find probably find pretty easy to help you farm it the older games like especially like ultimate you know that's you know, online you're probably gonna have to do a lot of that farming yourself yeah but yeah yeah i'm using so i turned i i used what's called the uh from his, from his pieces i created what's called the bad wing um insect glaive and it's really good because uh it has uh, elder seal which is especially when going against like a Kushala Deora with all of his freaking wind protection all over himself, it takes that stuff down and keeps it down. Uh, so it's very very useful. And the 150 dragon uh, damage it does is nothing to laugh at. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a nice. It was a nice weapon uh, to have. Uh, I I don't think I've got it upgraded yet into to Iceborne status. Because I need to get Savage Devil Joe parts for that. And that ju- that just sounds horror. That just sounds painful. So my bad <laughs> wing's on the back burner right now. Because I did I did bring it out to uh, help my friend with a Kushala Deora hunt. Because uh, he needed some pieces from just high rank Kushala. Uh, but I don't use it in Iceborne. Because it's not doing enough damage right now. Until I can get enough pieces to upgrade. It jumps from like whatever it is. Rank 7, rank 8 all the way up to 12. But Jeez. you're going to need high, high, high end Iceborne monsters there. So, anywho, uh, oh, and he makes a really nasty hammer too. But yeah, <laughs> that that's your that's your that's your. Uh, so next time for investigations, we start going through the big monsters of Iceborne. Woo! 
Exciting. And I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Uh, 12 to 14. I'm still debating whether to include Gold Rathian and Silver Rathalos because I normally don't do Deviants. So we normally skip the smaller monsters. We're not going to go over like Coral Pookie Pookie. Uh, <laughs> Viper Toby Kadachi. Um, we're skipping We're skipping all of those. We focus on the bigger, tougher monsters that tend to trip people up. Uh, but Gold Rathian and Silver Rathalos are really high up on the food chain. So depending on how my first runs go with them, I still might include them. Uh, one thing I, I think is really interesting is one of the higher monsters on this list, Mike, in Iceborne, yep. Yian Karuga. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Isn't okay. he like he's like the Pookie Pookie of like Monster Hunter Foreign Generations? Yeah. He really is like a Pookie Pookie. So I don't know. We're we're gonna see what they've done to Master Rank him and whether or not he earns his spot on the investigation or he's just still a joke. Uh we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right, we're gonna take a break. We got some questions from you guys and we wanna to get to them, so hold on tight. We have returned, and that bell means that the Argosy has sailed into port, bringing us mail from overseas. You too can send us mail. Uh, you can shoot me off an email, jcservant at rpgamer.com, and we'll be happy to read it, or just uh, tag uh, Mike and I on Twitter. You'll hear more about that at the end of the show. Mr. Mike, the first question is, it's got, it's really right towards you directly. And it says, salutations. Mike, I think games as a service like Destiny are a waste of my time and money. I've heard Monster Hunter World is such a game. Is that true? No. Could you care to elaborate? Oh, you wanted more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because, I, you know, this person sounds like that someone has made a really compelling case to convince them that Monster Hunter is a, quote, game as a service. And and I know you play Destiny, so that this I, sounds I like something do. you could speak to. And Destiny it even not be that at times because it's. I mean, there was a Destiny too, and it does big expansions and stuff. But I mean, you know, the whole idea of those games is there's always like microtransactions, be it loot boxes for new skins or emotes and all that kind of nonsense. And so they're always making money and therefore their own new content, be that new skins and other stuff to buy or, you know, new maps as far as competitive multiplayer and stuff like that. And yeah, Monster Hunter World doesn't really have that. Uh, does it have my, any sort of microtransactions? Uh, it, it, it does. It, it's all bit. it's all things like uh, clo- uh, different outfits for the handler because, you know, yeah. the, the girl who cooks your food, if you want her to look like she's dressed in a cat outfit, the Japanese like, have got you covered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, poses, uh, there were a couple of hair designs for a while, but not. I, I don't know if those are still there or not. Uh, yeah. But it was all aesthetic stuff. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, a lot of, you know, not games of service are doing that now anyway, just because games are expensive and, you know, you need DLC and stuff like that to fully work the costs, etc. So I'm playing a game, uh, you know, here, here, so here's one. I'm playing, a, I'm playing a game called Rainbow Moon on the Vita. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a, an RPG, Japanese-style, tactical, whatever, RPG. And it's a fully complete RPG. You can play from beginning to end and you would never know anything. But if you bother to mosey on over to the shop... Um, the the PSN shop, 
there's all kinds of ways you could buy stuff. Uh, some of it's cosmetic. Some of it will help you win the game faster, like it's currency. Uh, and and I've played other RPGs. A lot of the Tales of games have tons of, of just the cosmetic stuff, not the power leveling stuff in there. Yeah. But I don't know. I think when a game comes to you like that, I think that 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 Rainbow Moon is as you know is pretty pushing it with the microtransactions that can help you level up yeah. faster. Because I always wonder if that doesn't mean that they purposely slow down the leveling to tempt you to buy that. And we saw that. What was that really? That one really uh, Shadows of Mordor, Middle Earth, something or rather two. Yep. Where so many reviewers complained how long it took to level and you had to level to get through the story. But hey, there's a microtransaction over here. Um, and and that's, that's a pretty dark practice in most people's opinion, including my own. With that being said, I still don't even think any of those would technically be games as a service because they're not designed... No. They're designed to try to get your money with the microtransactions after the fact, but it's not an ongoing – it's not a perpetual type right. of thing. But I mean I mean the whole point with those is it's super multiplayer-focused games, and I know you know Monster Hunter kind of is, but a lot of it is also designed to be very single-player accessible, whereas these games as a service uh, – yeah, no. You're going to be playing with other people in basically anything you're doing, and – it's kind of not really MMOs we're talking about here, but it's kind of somewhere in between. And, you know, this model applies to a lot of, um, like, competitive first-person shooters that would have been, like, an add-on mode to other games in the past that are now just a thing. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah, like Uncharted. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I yeah. love the single-player experience. I decided to dip my toe in the multiplayer with a friend of mine, and wow, the, the things it tries to get you to buy. Yeah. Um, so much, which, um, uh, what's his name? Sterling, Jim Sterling. Just, I just saw a video. I don't know if it's an old video or one that he just did talking about what's that new, I, I know you're a big fan of the dark souls games. What's that new game? That's Japanese dark souls. Oh, it's, um, uh, blood something. Oh my blood gosh. Something. I figure you would know this off the top of your head. Um, oh. Code vein, vein, code vein, yeah, code, code vein, vein yes. code vein, perfect. I knew you'd, I knew you'd get it. So I have no interest in Dark Souls games, but his video has has got me to put that game on my wish list for 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 one primary reason. He was talking about how Borderlands, uh, including like Borderlands Three and Code Vein, that that they put these other ga- companies to shame with their microtransactions because sure, you know, because of course in games like Borderlands, they, it's so right for them to put in loot boxes and you know make you spend money on more loot boxes, but they don't. Like the game itself is the loot box, right? Code Vein yeah. embarrasses people because. Uh, a lot of these cosmetics and stuff, especially in live services, uh, like Guild Wars is a live service MMO, and there's a lot of cool cosmetic stuff when I'm playing it that looks awesome, but hey, it's five bucks here, ten bucks there. Yeah. In Code Vein, they have one of the most robust character creators make your perfect anime character. So many options, so many options. Sure. Brought, Jim was like, I spent over an hour just playing Dress Me Up anime character, uh, and it's all included with the base game. And it should really be embarrassment to, to everybody else. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you have to remember with the whole idea of a live service game is it's going to be something they keep adding to. They're not going to do sequels or anything like uh, I know Destiny has a Destiny 2, but I don't think that's what Bungie ever wanted to do. I think they hmm. just wanted to make Destiny and keep adding on to it. But uh, that's not what Activision wanted to do. But anyway, the idea is you keep adding and updating and expanding. Like you look at your Fortnites and already your Apex Legends 
you just keep adding on to it and you keep people engaged and it makes money through, yeah, those little microtransactions to fund said ongoing development new content. So yes, um, I would like that what they sell you, if what they sell you would be better and how they sell it to you is a little better. But the idea is that's what's funding the game being a service and ongoing and like never ending. So yeah, um, as and that's why Monster Hunter isn't that, because at some point there will be either a Monster Hunter 2 or Monster Hunter 5 or whatever they're going to call the next game. And Monster yeah, Hunter it's... 5, make it happen. Uh, I, you know, but uh, what you said earlier segues really nicely into another question here on the list. Uh, Wheels, I'm antisocial and I hate random groups. Can I enjoy Monster Hunter solo? It seems like such a multiplayer-focused experience. Uh, absolutely, because they're... When you're playing multiplayer, there's no communication required. There's no forced voice chat whatsoever. Uh, I believe there are, like, little built-in communication you can use that may even, like, auto-translate. But, I mean, the most part, you know, you know what you're doing, and people that join the game generally know what to do. Go fight the monster and not die. So, um, yeah. Choose life? You mean they all die choose life? life? Choose life. Uh, In my experience... The random people that come and help in your quests in Monster Hunter World are great, especially if you get Japanese people, because they're really good at the game, and they're super helpful. Oh, man, I remember Monster Hunter 4, I did a rando thing, and some Japanese people came in and killed that poor monster before I even made it to the monster. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like yeah. for the most part, uh, you know, you don't have to. I I play I played all of Monster Hunter World solo. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I had some friends come on from time to time, and we did some of the uh, investigations together. But the investigations were completely optional and just gave me extra pieces that I could have gotten on my own. Uh, I went through the entire story, all of the main assignments, uh, completely solo. I didn't SOS flare any of those guys, uh, and I had I had a great experience. Iceborne's been a bit tougher, and because I don't enjoy having my rear end handed to me by Glavinus for 40 minutes straight, <laughs> I will admit that I might have um, <clears throat> SOS flared that one, and and that brings in some randos to help you out. Or I, uh, you know, there was one that I joined. The only the only slightly negative experience I had was I joined a group that was supposed, and the quest was clearly marked capture Glavinus, <laughs> capture. <laughs> And we got like 20 minutes in and every time he started to look like he was flinching a bit, I threw down a trap, whatever. We were trying to see if we could capture him and we carded twice. So it looked like we might fail. One of the players, at least the one who seemed to be dying, quit. So uh, maybe we could make it, but it was down to the three of us. Well, he went limping off. I was out of traps. So, and I think the other person, the, another person was too, because we we both basically flew back to camp at the same time to get more traps. The third person followed Glavinus. And I just thought he was just going to keep an eye on him, waiting for us to get the traps, whatever. Nope, he went and killed him. Quest failed. Oh. Said to capture, not to kill. Quest failed. So my only, my only caution would be think twice before doing random groups with capture quests. But I've never had a problem with the kill quest. Occasionally you get some noobs and you get carded three times and you start over and you waste a little bit of time. But, yeah. but, but the time you save when you get the Japanese peeps. This sounds racist, yeah. does. The time you save when you get good players. 
No, they they have been playing Monster Hunter a lot longer than us. They're a lot yeah, better. They are really good. Uh, <laughs> but but again, you could do it by yourself, and and I could farm that Glavinus by myself. I really yeah. could. I just I I I you know Mike chooses life, and I choose shortcuts sometimes. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did too. That's why I was so under-leveled to beat the final few Elder Dragons in the main storyline, just from so many people helping me through. Yeah, Monster and Monster Hunter 4 and Generations, my, you know, uh, well, especially Monster Hunter 4, my only multiplayer really has been with you um, here and there. But for the most part, I've gone yeah. the vast majority in a solo experience. I love it. So uh, one last question, guys, I hear you talk a lot about Monster Hunter Generations. Why would you spend time playing that when Iceborne is clearly a superior experience? Is it, though? <laughs> that, that's the ultimate question that I don't I don't have an answer to that yet. Well, Mike, what, what do you mean it is? It, it has better graphics, right? It has it has more things for each of the weapons now. It's got the clutch claw sure. mechanics. Uh, have you have you tried those clutch claw mechanics? I have. I like them. You um, knock the monster into a wall, knocks him right out. It's great. Uh, but the more, got, I, the more I the more I play combos? world, yeah. The more I play world, the more I miss the the skills and the styles. Uh, like I miss them a lot. Is <laughs> I, that skills with a Z at the end? Skills. Yeah. But just there's so many cool moves and. They add, they add, I think, a lot more to generations than I really appreciated my first, you know, I want to say 20 hours or so playing that game. I appreciate them a lot more now. Uh, so I don't know, you know. And plus, um, not having as good graphics means more monsters, and that's pretty important for the series. So, you know, as, as much as I praise Iceborne for bringing that monster counter up, making the game a lot more varied, um, you know, I look at generations ultimate and it has million monsters and four before it even had way more monsters so you I, you, you played yeah. generations that you played generations in japanese right like you put a yeah. lot of time into that how far did you i felt like you put a lot of time probably got to four star or so and then you did it all over again <laughs> and then i did it all over again yes for the love of generation uh, to your point, I will point out, like, I, I think I've said this before, I'll say it again, that Iceborne definitely added much-needed variety of monsters yeah. and elemental afflictions, uh, different things to do. It really does feel like a true expansion. I praised it on Twitter. Opening uh, up the uh, the hunting grounds and getting out of, like, the PS2 era of loading times between each section of the hunting ground was very important. I just don't know. I, I just don't know that... So, so, you know, know, so I, I, you know, I say, I say that, um, uh, you know, that, that Iceborne has done a lot of, you know, really great things. And of course, uh, you know, there's the additional depth that I mentioned earlier, uh, but to, to, to Mike's point, uh, that the monster count is still nowhere close to generations. I would yeah. be willing to bet a $20 bill that it's not even half, uh, number one, number two, uh yeah you know it, it, the 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 iceborne especially uh, iceborne added something to each of the 14 weapons the clutch claw mechanics giving you all kinds of different ways to really go after your monster with your favorite weapon uh but it still doesn't seem like <laughs> like a v variety when you compare it to uh, the fact that, yeah, Generations had yeah. four different styles for each weapon. And then you could equip arts 
on top of that, so the arts, depending on the style you pick, you could equip one, two, or three arts, and those arts would be like kind of like super moves, and they're so badass. Uh, I just love opening up uh, playing like sword and shield and I do this seven you know hit combo with that super move that ends with my character doing a Hadouken into the monster's head um, with the shield that does blunt damage which means it could actually knock out the monster. I can Hadouken the monster into a KO. (laughs) That's badass. Um, You can play aerial style with the great sword and (laughs) mount it like an insect glaive player. Because of reasons, because it's generations, you can do that. Uh, yeah, no, it's just so much variety, so much fun. Yeah, you know, and, and while the graphics aren't aren't anywhere close to a PS4 uh, Pro type of deal, uh, there's no HDR here. I was just telling Mike, man, there's still times it takes my breath away. Like, there's yeah. still time. It's just you stand around, and you, you know, and you, we, even when we went to, I think that was actually the best part of fighting Nakarkos, because Lord knows it wasn't the boss encounter itself. It was the camp we were in, and it, it looked like it had the strong wind blowing through. There's a lot of detail in the camp. Uh, the background effects are done really well with the sunset. It, it was just a really uh, scenic type of thing. I need to upload it, but I, I saved it to my Switch. Um, so, so yeah, of course it's, you know, of course when you see him going through the bones that are just a texture, it looks horrible. Uh, you would never see that in, in Monster Hunter uh, world where, you, you know, you're fighting uh, uh, whatever his name is. The Bone Dragon on his pile of bones are awesome. But, yeah, there's just, I think they're both two different experiences uh, that, that I enjoy. They could almost be, almost, almost be two different series. Uh, and that's why I said I would love to see Monster Hunter 5. That's aside from the fact that, oh, by the way, the Switch is portable and I can play with Monster Hunter anywhere. Can't do yeah. that with, with World. But even if World came to the Switch, I would still want to play Generation because it's a totally different experience. I, I, I love the fact there's two different experiences. I've been branching out a little bit with some of the other spinoffs. I, I spent a little bit of time with um, Soul Sacrifice uh, and, and I spent time earlier with uh, the anime-based one, uh, God Eater Burst. And they're okay. They're not Monster Hunter. Like, yep. it, it still amazes me. I think Monster Hunter 4 came out before those games. Uh, I could be wrong, but the original Monster Hunter 4 probably. And it feels so much further ahead in terms of the, just the action, the experience. The monster. Just, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, well, uh, thank you for your questions. Again, feel free to shoot us off an email or a tweet to get your questions read on the air. Uh, we're going to take a break so we can come back and wrap this up with, uh, with a little chat around the canteen. This is the canteen where we just kind of do kitchen sink stuff, talk about what we're doing next and uh, whatnot. And a little news to share with y'all. I kind of like to look at the horizon uh, for you people who do love Iceborne like I do. Uh, there are some really cool updates coming up. Uh, this month we got Rajong, the big, huge gorilla beast that is absolutely vicious that goes head to head with Pickle. Uh, and in fact, if you are if you want to see something really brutal, uh, Google up the turf war between Rajong and and uh devil joe it's 
Do, uh, don't have the kids around when you do it. Just don't. It's not good for them. A lot of violence. Uh, but they, there's also been some addition updates to the room. One of the things, of course, Iceborne brings to the table is you can decorate your personal room and invite your friends over to look at it. So, oh, I think there's a couple of microtransactions in the room decoration. Eh. Yeah, who cares? Uh, in November, PlayStation 4 exclusive. We're getting the Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds event quest number one. Uh, sorry, people playing on the Xbox. I see you. Uh, December 2019, we are getting Quest 2 and 3 of that collaboration. And we're getting a new monster. We're getting the seasonal events. And then in 2020, we have the big second anniversary of Monster Hunter World coming up in January. Uh, and they promised us more updates. One of those new things that they mentioned was a Resident Evil crossover. Bum, weird. Bum, bum. Totally not weird. Dun dun. Uh, I I don't even know what's gonna look like. Like Horizon Zero Dawn kind of makes sense to me, and I and I love the uh, the outfit. Uh, I used to play with it all the time. for high rank and worthless, but uh, Aloy fits right in just fine with Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. But but I'm not really sure how the whole zombie thing is gonna fit in. But it's coming. So that's Rest the Rest of the uh, crazy crossover stuff. What are you, what are you going to be working on over the next week or two, Mister Mike? Iceborne, Iceborne, Iceborne. Oh, by the way, I meant to ask you: Are you going to be working on Iceborne? Yes. Okay. Just uh, and and I need to be working on generations. I do. Uh, I do have some time off coming up, and uh, I will. I will definitely be putting some some decent time into generations. I think so. Hopefully, I can catch up to, to Mike, who's already clearing out six star quest uh, <laughs> and the such. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'll get some Iceborne stuff done. All righty. Well, uh, that's uh, that's it for me. Anything else from you, Mike? Uh, I think that's about it. Play Monster Hunter people. Do it. Monster Hunter stories on your 3DS or tablet. Do it. Do it. And until... Or your phone, too. <laughs> right? Uh, and until next time, may your weapons always stay sharp. The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter, is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Leave your comments on our forums or hit us up at Twitter. You can reach out to Phil at JC Servant and Michael Apps at Ask Wheels. Let us know what you think and help shape our future shows. When you got a craven to turn monsters into fashionable gear, come back and join us on The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter.